Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway? Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug-In Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash Animations, Webtoons, and Shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Rebring, and with you is my co-host, John Ward. All right, John, what are we looking at on this lovely Saturday morning? Uh, today we are talking about Strong Bad Emails number 10, 11, and 12 uh, from HomestarRunner.com. All right, so I'm happy that we're continuing our Strong Bad Emails saga, John. I guess we've we've told the people enough times what conceptually this is, but why don't you give us a, a quick like, one-sentence intro to nope. all three of these? No problem. Um, so in the Strong Bad Emails, Strong Bad Pines for Trevor rules over a field, and scams a homestar. I guess we should talk about each of those in more detail, although (laughs) it's a really short episode. Nope, we're done. Uh, Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us this episode of Plug In Missing. Uh, All right, so the first one is uh, Trevor the Vampire. Yeah, my my first thought... Well, okay, I guess before I say that, we should say what actually happens here. Uh, He gets an email from Trevor, and he's asking, you know, how can I be as cool as you, but... The email ends very abruptly with, I'm a vampire and. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and then Holmes, uh, sorry, and Strong Bad uh, sort of thinks, you know, he gets to a point, at first he's like making fun of it like he normally does, and then all of a sudden he realizes that Trevor must have been staked at the keyboard while writing this email to Strong Bad. And we go through like a little uh, memorial video of remembering <laughs> the first five seconds of the the uh short a second time basically strong bad reading the email and then strong bad uh you know continuing to read the email a second time <laughs> uh which is a good joke and it's also a good way to save time in animation and other things uh yeah it's very very efficient john um the first thought i had yeah about trevor the vampire was that it actually sounds like a a name from what we do in the shadows oh yeah absolutely there's this this, this new vampire who's just a dick and his name's trevor and everyone hates him (laughs) yeah i like the new zealand dick pronunciation that you got in there such Uh, a dick he's such a dick all right so uh he there's also an allusion to swearing which is appropriate uh, because Strong Bad starts typing his response and he gets to the letter F, and uh, yeah, uh, that was marked in the wiki as being important. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is also the first time that Strong Bad pines for somebody. He says, which, which is is nice. But John, is that really unfortunate word choice if you're commemorating a fallen vampire? Yeah, I know. Pine is an ironic an ironic word for that. I wonder I wonder Seems if that's racist. Yeah, it's racist. Um I think it's more that it's uh it's dangerous. It's pointed. Mm. Uh it's <laughs> uh you know, it's it's just not considering the people that you're you know, mourning. Really. Which which is appropriate for strong bad, I think. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. Cuz he is a he is a dick. John, <laughs> let's talk about being a vampire and for a second though. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if the it's not the case that he was staked while at the keyboard, but if he's actually a vampire and, like the conjunction. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe he 
feeds off of the blood of other parts of speech. And if he goes too long without that sweet, sweet word, blood, he ends up in, like, italics or bold and looking weird, and people can just tell he's a vampire and. <laughs> I see. A vampire and. Gotcha. I was thinking, like, what could a vampire also be that would be remarkable? Mm. Like like a vampire and actuary? <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> Vampire and notary? Yeah, vampire and notary. Uh, I mean, you got to tell people you're a notary, or else, you know, really, you're never going to get it to take advantage of that sweet stamp you got. It's true. Yeah, you got to put it out there. Are you a notary, John? I am not a notary, although I frankly, I wish I was, except notaries are one of those sort of like, uh, like genie wish sort of things where the notary themselves can't notarize their own things. So really what I want is I want to be in an, like an adjacent, uh, you know, acquaintance relationship with somebody very close by that's a notary. <laughs> In the same way that you want your um, siblings and friends to all have cute dogs, but you don't actually want one. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah you, you want you want the advantage of of taking care of those pets uh, randomly. So if if anybody hears Maya in the background, <laughs> I'm babysitting <laughs> Maya still. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's enough of Trevor the Vampire. He's probably dead anyway. Yep. Deceased. The next. Episode 12 is called I Rule. Yes, uh, and Strong Bad rules over a mostly empty, empty field containing uh, Strong Badia graffiti on an unmounted stop sign, a tire propped against a fence, and a can blown by the wind. Uh, this is basically in response to an email where a guy says, if you're so evil, why aren't you the ruler of anything, even just a field, which seems like a weird thing to... <laughs> To it's like, pretty, it's a pretty low bar. I mean, just because you're evil, does it mean you're more likely to rule something, though? Yeah, I mean, that still takes leadership skills. E- yeah, evality evil, evil. and leadership skills may have an you know Venn diagram sort of relationship, but they aren't like overlapping one to one. Yeah, I mean, evil is not always effective. Yeah. Uh, so, is Strong Badia the name of his field kingdom? Yes, I believe it is Strong mm-hmm. Badia. Very two wor- two words, just like his name. <laughs> you'd think you'd hyphenate it. Yeah, you'd think, or or at least you know, just mash them together. Mm-hmm. Um, so Strongbad has ruled over the field since diaper school, which is very good. But I think might be like a person by person line on when you got out of diaper school. Yeah, I think he means elementary school, or does it mean like I graduate from diaper school as soon as I start peeing in my big boy pants? Or maybe, maybe uh, when he went from diaper training to you know to potty training, maybe he mm. was so bad at it that they had to just put him out into this field. <laughs> and so, you know, well, it's like remedial diaper school. Yeah, like you know, it's sort of like when when you just can't deal with the fact that the dog is like not able to 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 potty train properly. Or, you know, like uh, you know, wait for outside. Maybe maybe you might just take a chance and. On a nice day, leave him outside a little bit longer than usual, uh, just so he gets gets it all out of there. So Strongbed was an outdoor child, then I guess. Yes, I mean I think that's obvious from his behavior and other things. Um, no, it's true. The cheat is threatened with banishment if he touches the tire that's just randomly sitting in this lot. Um, yeah, yeah, which is which is good. Um, but then Strongbed says. To the cheat, you know, shouldn't you be off doing my bidding? And I, I wonder, 
Does the cheat usually do strong bad's bidding? Does the cheat work for him? What's the power structure like here, John? I think it is. I think it's one of those things where strong bad assumes a greater amount of power than he actually has. Um, but cheat is okay letting him think that. I see. It's a it's an intricate dance that they do. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's not much else in this um, no. clip, so let's jump over to the third email segment, email 13. Mm-hmm. Credit card, in which Strongbad is almost scammed by some credit card scammers and instead scams Homestar Runner. Yeah, he basically gets a like a form letter credit card scam in his email and then just deletes the, uh, the to and from, the to to Homestar, and then the from, what was the credit union called? Oh, it was like Super Cool Credit Union or something. <laughs> yep, Super Cool Credit Union. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's just a good way of showing, he, like, you know, then he gets an email back with Homestar Runner's credit card information, um, which, according to the wiki, Homestar's credit card does not correspond to any major credit card prefix. Therefore, it doesn't work with any actual existing credit card. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is possible for it to be a valid credit card number because it passes the LUN algorithm. Which John, is, can, you t- can you tell us anything about the LUN algorithm? Uh, the LUN algorithm or LUN formula, also known as Modulus 10 or Mod 10 algorithm, named after the creator IBM sci- uh, scientist Hans-Peter LUN, is a simple checksum formula to validate a variety of identification numbers, such as credit card... Okay, I'm just going to stop reading Wikipedia. I have no idea what that means. I was going to uh, say, I like how you just knew that off the top of your head. That was really impressive. Yeah, I'm very good at remembering uh, to change tabs to look at things. <laughs> uh, but yeah... And uh, what, what's great is then, <laughs> then Strongbad instantly goes to the coolest stuff ever, is coolest underscore, the underscore coolest underscore stuff underscore ever dot com uh, to purchase, uh, he purchased a rocket ship, two killer robots, a rocket mm-hmm. launcher, and a robotic dog slash shark. So there's a lot to talk about here, Paul. <laughs> I'm surprised he skipped over the 200 bean burritos option. Absolutely. I mean, I also, haven't had. That seems like a seems like a pretty good deal. Three hundred dollars for two hundred bean burritos. Yeah. What does that make it out to be? Uh, a little about... over a dollar a burrito. Yeah. No. See, good deal. Yeah, that's a very good deal. It's like Costco stuff. Uh, yeah. Then they, unless they're like, unless they're like those bad burritos. Even if even if they're the bad like gas station burritos, I think those cost more than. A dollar thirty. That's true. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's more like what 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 facilitates a deal? Is it like the pure economic difference between uh the normal cost and the cost in which you purchase something, or is it also incorporate the uh usefulness of said product? <laughs> well, I mean that's a good question because especially if they're not frozen burritos, yeah. I think the odds of us being able to eat two hundred before they go bad without yeah. dying from bean overdose being overdosed there is probably a way to die from being overdosed isn't there mm-hmm. yeah Maybe. uh but yeah so i really like the robotic dog slash shark do you think this is a transfer transforming sort of uh dealy or is this you have a choice in a form later on in the purchase i i actually think it's neither it's sort of a malformed chimera dog shark or dark or charg 
Shark. Shark. So it's got all the worst parts of a dog and all the worst parts of a shark. So shark head. Okay. Dog body. Dog legs. Shark tail. No gills. Lives on land. It it obviously also has the the dorsal fin, right? The oh yeah yeah the shark. Yeah, that way fin. it can run straighter. Yeah, yeah. It's for aerodynamics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, what kind of dog do you think it would be? I was imagining a golden retriever, but it's much funnier if it's a pug. A pug, yeah. So so like little tiny short short legs, like its mm-hmm. its belly sort of rubs across the ground a little bit. Maybe its head sort of fall makes it tip forward a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah, not yeah, too much. Not too much. Um, I do like a two-headed cobra, which is a seasonal market price. Well, I mean, John, it has to be market price because you never know how many cobras are going to be available. <laughs> how many two-headed cobras specifically? Yeah, they're they're not that common either. You ha- you're flush or you're not. Yeah, uh, and then a bag of money in assorted amounts is also a very good thing. Um, although you could get assorted awesome things for thirty thousand dollars. Um, could could be a good deal. You never really know. Yeah. So there is uh, an actual website called The Coolest Stuff Ever. Apparently, there was an, a website called The Underscore, with, you know, with all the underscores mm-hmm. between the words. This one is just The Coolest Stuff Ever with no underscores uh, dot com. And uh, the website tagline is Buy Some Happiness. <laughs> Oh, these are these are really lame gifts, huh? Oh yeah, no they they are they are lame gifts. Uh, it's interesting because uh, what is it? There's this surprise snake bite in a wooden box prank, mm-hmm. and and like you can tell that these aren't necessarily these are written by the same person because they have a lot of the, the same voice uh, and a lot of parentheses in the middle of sentences. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of parentheses. Yeah. It's just interesting because, like, they reference another toy inside of this toy description. So it's super cute and harkens back to ye olden Hanukkah gifts of wooden toys like a dreidel. Did anyone ever actually manage to have fun with that question mark? Well, I'm just thinking, like, why would you mention a toy description that has, like, literally no description in this has anything to do with surprise snake bite in a wood box, except for the fact that the novelty that it is made out of wood, apparently. Um... It's really the only thing about it, but my favorite description is for the three up, three down card game, which is a great and cheap card game for two to six players, easy to pick up and learn for most ages, parentheses, your toddler or grandma with Alzheimer's might not be able to play well. Oh my god. What What the hell? Yeah, talk about, content warning, I really don't want to be talking. Yeah. Don't want to also, think about my, my poor suffering grandma and how she can't play card games with me anymore. Also, everything directs you to Amazon.com. Yes, everything does. This is clearly just some sort of weird, like, mid thing. Neck cracker gimmick magic trick. You can buy Scrabble tiles, but not the board. Cat butts, a coloring book. (laughs) A cactus pen. Yep. F-bomb stickers. These are pretty bad. Electric shock a gag gun. Darth Vader oven mitt. Like oh. that. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, because that's the most recognizable part of the Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, beer equals bear plus deer? Who knew? An unputtable golf ball. My boss will love that. Oh, ho, ho, ho. 
D and D logo sticker. sticker decal. Yeah, no, there's good stuff on here. Obviously, like only the best stuff, the coolest stuff ever, if you will. Um, but yeah, so it's a real website. Don't buy anything from them. I'm sure they're probably like this is probably an algorithmically created Drupal website. It is a Drupal website, by the way. Yeah, they really seem terrible. So uh, the the only thing I wanted to mention about this clip is um, how happy I am that in the past few years, it's gotten really easy to dispute charges on your credit card. Yes. Like super easy. If yeah. someone stole my card and bought a two-headed Cobra, I'm one click away from <laughs> getting rid of that. Have you ever Have you ever had somebody steal your credit card information, Paul? Well, I don't think I have. There have been two times when I've um, disputed a charge and actually gotten on the phone with the company, like the credit mm-hmm. card company, and asked, like, should I freeze my account should i get a new card and they were like you really don't need to if it only happens once i'm like what do you mean i don't need to if it happens once <laughs> how does it happen if no one has my card number but in the end yeah i just got, got a new card what, what about you has it happened much uh no well so my credit card company seems really stingy with this one gas station that's like adjacent to my work mm-hmm. where they put on a hold. you know they put a hold on your card for like 50 bucks or something like that in case you suddenly fill like <laughs> your car plus several external gas tanks with with gasoline and need to charge $50 for a single pump. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they, you know, like actually charge you the correct amount. But for some reason, this one gas station pings my card every single time I, I go there. So it's just become a thing where uh, I use my card at the gas pump. It gets denied. Then the then basically my credit card company texts me and says, did you just use your card at this gas station? And I'm like, yes, I did. And then I had just do it again and then it pumps fine. But it happens about like once each visit. So I'm scamming myself, basically. Why don't you go to a different gas station? Because it's right across the fucking street, Paul. OK, <laughs> like, I don't think you get I have an like an hour long commute back home. The last thing I want to do is, like, go find a magical gas station that doesn't trip up my crappy credit card. Sick of it, okay. Paul. Why don't I use cash is really what the question should be. Well, because you're not 80 years old. You can uh, use yeah. a check if you want. I could, Yeah, I could use a check. Uh, do you have Venmo? Uh, <laughs> we could ve- I could Venmo the gas. Take a money order? Yeah, is there a... Is there a um, is there a gas icon of some variety that I can put in here? A gas emoji, like maybe a little gas can, uh, you know, for my Venmo feed, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I guess a car emoji. I guess that would maybe. do it. Yeah. What's up, what's up with Venmo and like it being the new social, well, not new, but so it's like a social media thing. People like your transactions and stuff. Yeah, no, it's weird and creepy. Like I don't like it. No, I don't like it at all. You should be secretly ashamed of everything that you purchase and every amount of <laughs> every time that money is transferred out of your account, you should be shamed. So uh, I don't understand why people are glorifying this uh, this process of commercial spending. Uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, plus, I don't want to know every time like my cousin Benny like buys a slice of pizza but like doesn't pay for it instead he gets his friend rich to pay for it and then he just like does pizza emoji and then i get to know about it each time i log into venmo i didn't realize for a while that your payments 
are public unless you mark them as private. So yeah. I was writing like silly things in the descriptions of uh Yep. Like like if a coworker bought me a bagel, I might say so much weed <laughs> as the uh, description. Yep. Turns out pe- people can see that. Yep. And then it's just awkward because yeah, yeah there's that thing. But uh yeah, no. I and you can't set as far as I know the last time I looked, you can't set it to automatically be private, like on Facebook and other things. Uh, you know, Facebook, you can set your your messages to be private or automatically, but not on Venmo. Well, it's fucked up, Paul. It is fucked up, and this would normally be the time when we talk about a moral for the, the episode, but it sounds like we might have already reached one, which is that Venmo scares us, and we're not comfortable <laughs> with it. No, we're too old for this Venmo, I think is what it really is. It's the the moral of this episode. Any other morals we should add or just leave it at that? Uh, Check your financial accounts for fraud regularly. I think that's important. I'll also add that anybody can be a vampire, even a um, Trevor conjunction. Even, yep, even conjunction. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Man, this song takes on a different tone if you think about it now. If you're a vampire? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Plug and Missing. If you liked what you heard, leave a review on iTunes, smash that like button, sub, comment, and I don't know. What else are the jokes for YouTube? Um, uh, ritually sacrifice. And ring the bell. Yep, ring the bell. Gotta ring that bell. If you want to talk more about Flash Animation, you can add us on the various social media platforms at Plug and Missing or email us at plugandmissingpod at gmail.com. If you have an idea for what you'd like to hear us talk about, send us a note. We'll probably do it. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, The Minute Podcast, where we watch a listener-submitted minute of content out of context each week. This last week, we um, watched Nosferatu, which was a lot of fun. We discussed vampire stranglers and vampire strangling. Yep, we did. Yeah. We became, we <laughs> and it was a lot expert. of fun it was it was a wacky wacky time as always this episode is co-hosted by john and paul produced by john edited by me come back next week and we're gonna ask you oh, would you like to update flash we're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing flash animation and what the hell it is until next week we hope you're well please give us five stars on itunes <laughs>